Shalom, shalom. You're listening to Exercising Your Faith Podcast, and I'm Anita Armstrong. I am back in Colleen, Texas, bringing you the word on tonight, the message or the title for this particular episode or message is called The Gift of Relationship the gift of relationship. And I think it's just so interesting how God keeps bringing, bringing me back to talk about relationship, relationship, relationship. And so this one is going to take a little bit of a different look at relationship, but it's always good. How God gives it, it's always good. Before we get into the message, I just wanted to piggyback on a conversation that I was having with with Minister Terrell. I believe it was just yesterday. If not yesterday, it was the day before. My days run together because I'm always so busy lately. And we were just talking about full circle and how life and how the episodes and how the podcast and just how there's so many connections that are happening. God is definitely connecting the dots and bringing us back to uh, places where we are remembering where we started or we were remembering conversations in the past when we were leading up to preparing to give a message and whatnot. And we were discussing yesterday about the message that I had recently gave that had uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in there. And we were talking about his eldest son. And then it just so happens that uh, on, what was it, the 22nd of January, 2024, the youngest son of Martin Luther King Jr. passed away at their Malibu, in in Malibu, California. And he was, I believe, let me see here if I can find it. He passed away at the age of 62 years old in Malibu, California. And I'm not sure about all of the details and whatnot, but it just totally shook me. And I just kept saying to my best friend, I said, man, just a few weeks ago, I didn't even know I was going to be talking about King anything. And then it came about and I was looking for the father's information. And then here I come, I run across the brother's information and then Dexter King passes. And so I just, it just weighs so heavy on my heart. Uh, Anytime something, I'm just really sensitive. Even if I know you don't know you, whatever. And somebody tells me something, I'm just really sensitive. And it just really hurts my heart. I don't know all of the details. I know God is in control. God is on duty. And so I just ask that we lift up the family in prayer, lift up their the family as, as Dexter goes on to power, I'm going to call it, he moves on in power that we just continue to pray for those that are left behind. It says here, let me see, I'm just looking on the internet and it says here that he does have a wife. Her name is Leah Weber and he does have, let's see here, does he have children? I'm trying to see here, but just any, anyway, just continue to pray for the family and keep them surrounded with prayer and God's comfort as they go through this this time of loss and grieving and their family is such a powerful family in itself and we know that death is part of life but it's just always sad in my opinion when life has moved on 
you just don't know what the, what what was going on in his life. I don't know if he was sick or we just don't know. And so it's just, I just, we just need to make sure that we're praying for one another and especially for the King family during this time. Amen. All righty. So today we're going to talk about the gift of relationship. Okay. And the scripture reference that I would like for us to, to look at is James chapter one, verses 19 and 20. And I'm going to be reading out of the NIV. And again, that is James chapter one, verses 19 and 20. I'm going to read it for you. It says, it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Wow. That speaks volumes right there. It says to be quick to listen and slow to the other ones. The other ones are slow to speak and slow to become angry because our flesh, or we would call it human anger, does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Amen. And so we see here that James continues to urge us to be quick to listen. That translates to me, that translates to me, keep your mouth closed or translate to me, shut up. You don't have to say everything all the time. This is me talking to me, right? And so I know I'm always, there's times when I feel like I oftentimes, especially if I, if I woke up already feeling a little grumpy that I feel like I have to defend myself. Well, I really don't. I really don't have to defend myself. You really don't have to defend yourself. I'm talking about like most of the time, all of the time or whatever. If you're one of those people that it seems like you always have to say something back or as my as my uh, family members will say, have to get the last word, right? And so James urges us to be quick to listen, slow to speak. When we're slow to speak, it gives us time to process. It gives us time to consult and talk with God. It gives us time to figure out what our response will be versus reacting. Amen. And so, and so then we talk about the anger part. Anger many times will cause you to react. Reaction will lead you to have to go and apologize for terms that you heard before being out of character, talking out the side of my head, talking, um, I must be beside myself or you must have been beside yourself. You know, I've also heard the term, I'm going to leave Jesus in the back seat. I'm going to leave Jesus in the car. I'm going to handle this right here. And anger obviously is not a fruit of the spirit, nor is it something that God gives us to go out and and use as a tool. Now, I've heard of righteous anger. That's when God is angry about something or the wrath of God or you know, he's he's fed up. I understand that. And what I'm talking about is this flesh fleshly anger or when it says human anger, right? In the NIV. So, when we have when we are talking about being quick to listen, that means that we are listening to what others have to say before we speak. Have you ever been the one, I I know I I can't be alone on this, but say there's a conversation that's happening, you're not exactly excited about it, you're not happy about it, you're actually a little bit bothered by it, and you're not really listening, you're, 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 you're trying to create a defense, you're trying to create a comeback, you're trying to wait for that opportunity for you to prove your point, right? So you're not listening. 
because you are actually working on your rebuttal, right? And so these are awesome tools when you're talking about relationships, things that you want to use or tools you want to use for having a positive and godly relationship the relationships that God says we are to keep, right? And so we will have disagreements as part of life. We will have, we'll come upon things that we're not, we don't agree with. And so things do happen. And so it's important that we listen. We listen, listen, listen with the heart of God, that we listen and we are listening to what others are saying before we have to interject and speak. We also have to be slow to speak, which means that we give God time to work in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirits. Okay, how am I gonna respond to this? Sometimes he wants you to be quiet. As somebody would say, take take the, take the hit and just let God do what he's gonna do. Because, because when you walk away from that conversation and say you haven't said much or anything, God is still working on that person. And we may never actually see the result or we may not actually have the opportunity to speak to that person about that topic again, but God's got it. God's got it. You have to let him do his part. Remember, he loves them, he loves you, and he's working on all of us. He may even have let us have the last word at times because he told that other person to be quiet so that he can deal with me or deal with you. So we have to understand that God's timing is perfect and God knows what he's doing, amen? So when we allow God to work on our hearts and on our minds and on our spirits, then we know that his love will work it out for us, that his love will work through us. And before we react, we need to make sure that we think about what we're going to do next. When I say think about what we're going to do next, I'm like, I need to get with God real quick. I need to get with God right now. Like I need to turn around, walk away, go pray, because I know I can, I can get really heated on certain things. It takes me it takes me a long time or it takes a lot to get me to that place. The unfortunate thing about it, and I know me, is when I get to that place, it's really hard for me to stop. So it's very important to pause and think about it. And when I say think about it, I'm saying I'm going straight to God right then. And that can be very challenging. But when we practice this discipline, the, it is a discipline to be quick to listen. It is a discipline to be slow to speak. It is a discipline to be slow to anger. And we have to practice. Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes better. So when we practice these disciplines and tools that God gives us for loving the relationships that he allows us to keep and to have, when we practice these things, then God shows up in us in different ways and we learn and we know that that's challenging. So I'm not going to say that it's easy, you know, you're being too hard or, you know, none of that. It takes time and we are all different. And so just understand that when you're going through this, that you have to be patient with yourself. You really do. Okay. And when we do this, we are following Jesus as our example. I can only imagine being spit on. I can only imagine being called names. I only can imagine, you know, people constantly treating you like a 15th class citizen. You know, they treated him really, really bad. Yet he constantly, from what I've read and who I know Jesus to be, was very patient. I, 
I can't even imagine him yelling or raising his voice or raising his hand. And I can't even imagine that when I'm thinking about the shows like Chosen and the, the Bible stories, you know, the movies that you see. He's always very, very calm. Even when he is disciplining, reprimanding, if you want to call it that, he may use a stern voice but he doesn't respond with hitting and yelling and screaming and flipping out. And, and yes, he did turn the tables over. He did turn the tables over in the, in the synagogue or the church where he was at. He did do that. Yes. But he wasn't trying to hurt people. He was upset about what happened. He was upset about the action of what was taking place, but he wasn't yelling at people, screaming at people and making, making, calling them out their name. I put it like that. Amen. And so lastly, I just want to share, this is going to be a short one today, but it's straight to the point. It's good meat. It's good meat. It's well cooked. And God said, this is just what it is. Okay. And again, that scripture reference, if you want to go look it up and apply it and meditate on that, that scripture reference is James 1, 19 through 20. Amen. And so lastly, I just wanted to, to talk about the slow to anger part. Okay. So you may have a short fuse, you know, with certain people. I know I do. It seems like the family members or the ones who are close to you, you, you will jump off. I call it, you will jump off faster with them than you would with maybe your church friends or your work friends, or that's just unique. I think it's just because you're around your inner circle, you're around them more often and you've already experienced the irritation or the frustration. And so you will quit to, to, you're quick to push them aside and quick to cut them off, quick to to argue argue them down or argue back with them. And so a lot of the times that short fuse, you need to check that. You need to look into, okay, what what are my trigger? What are my traumas? What are my words that can be said that will get me messed up? And then how can I pull myself back? Again, I always go back to God. That's just me though. All right. So a lot of times we may have a short fuse with friends, family, coworkers, and you know, even your children, you know, and so you need to look at what triggers you to go off on the inside. Cause it starts on the inside. You, you heard it, you, you, you get hot on the inside. You're starting to get bubbly on the inside, that anger part. And so it all starts on the inside. So it's important to address the inside and your heart and your mind is on the inside. Again, that's why I say go back to Jesus on it, right? So when we look at those scriptures, James urges us to be slow, slow down, pause, walk away. I heard a term pipe down, just just, just remove yourself from whatever's causing the hot, the heat, the anger, remove yourself the best that you can so that you can get yourself in control. Remember it takes practice. And so as you learn to be slow to anger, anger cannot produce. We know that anger cannot produce a good life. A, a, it cannot produce feelings that God desires. Remember when, when I was reading that in the NIV, it cannot produce righteousness that God desires. It does not give off a life of honor to God. So when we put God first, when we put God in front of that anger, when we use God as a shield to that anger, that will help us to be slow to anger. I know some children in school, in classes, they get angry 
They pick up chairs, they throw them, they hurt other people. They're not thinking about in that moment the repercussions or the consequences of that anger. They're just exploding internally, externally. They're exploding from the inside out. And then later on, then you hear the crying, I'm sorry. You know, they don't want to deal with the consequences. They don't want to face the effects. And that's children. Adults do the same thing. If it's not checked, that little child could grow up to be an adult who does the same reactions just as an adult. Amen. So it's very important. The earlier, the better. Even if you're dealing with family members, young ones, help them, teach them, show them, and allow them to learn the discipline to be slow to be to be slow to speak, to be slow to anger, and to be quick to listen. Amen. So with all that being said, I just want to say that as you're moving into 2024 deeper, we are already like going into week four. We are we in week four? Yes, we are in week four, right? So as we're moving forward, going into February, we want to make sure that we understand that the enemy's coming. The enemy already has a plan. Enemy already has tools. The enemy already has recruited some some other negative spirits, some old familiar ones, some new ones, and they're going to do, he's going to do his best to get you off track. So remember this script, these scriptures, remember these scriptures and remember to be quick to listen, say it with me, slow to speak and slow to anger. Meditate on James 1, 19 and 20 and use it as a tool. And you will be sure when you're using these as a tool, you will be honoring, you will be cherishing the relationships that God has allowed us to keep in our lives and that we are using in our lives to edify to edify God. Remember that when we do these things, we are able to harness our best self and to be a gift, to be a gift in a relationship. Amen. All right. Well, thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening. And be sure to share this share this message with at least three friends. At least three friends, all right? And we pray that you have a good weekend. We'll be before you in, in a few more days with whatever else God has on our hearts that he lays on our hearts to share, all right? Again, you can get those bracelets if you want to order some. We still have some in supply. I'm going to say while supplies last because, you know, once once all that's over, it's just over, all right? We're going to do it as long as God says, but I do know it's not our, I do know that it's not something that's going to be a all year thing. I just believe it's one of the things because there's other projects and things that he already has on the table for us to get into those t-shirts and beanies and all that stuff. It's still a thing. It just, the bracelets came out of heaven. I'll put it like that. And dropped in our spirit to do those first. Amen. So again, you could order those. Those are $5 plus shipping and handling in the United States. And they are beautiful. I'm told that they're beautiful and that they really are awesome tools to help us to continue to walk through the doors in 2024, because we know God has more for us. Amen. You all be blessed and we'll be before you again real soon. Shalom.